0: Welcome to episode thirty-three of Sky Pirate Radio, everybody. We have a true barn burner for you today. We're going to be pulling out the matches and striking them and 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 bringing them to the barn. Uh, what do you think about that, Kevin? I I'm ready. I'm okay. ready to
1: do it. Look, I don't know. Oh. I don't. It's it's just it's it's not burning, barn burning. That's not a a saying that I hear often. No. Is it about anything else rather than literally burning down
0: a barn? No, yeah, I'm I'm not sure of the if, if the term has a sordid history, if if it it started in some way, but it does have a positive connotation. So I can only assume that it was a, a must have been a bad barn that's been burning. <laughs> yeah, it must have been pretty. It must have been a real uh, achievement for everyone. Or in the time that the saying was was come up with, uh, it was it was seen as a as a sort of celebratory gesture to to set the barn on fire, um, killing everyone inside. So that's what we will be doing here today with with this podcast, um, Audibly. Kevin, I, I actually have a couple questions for you. How's your how's your niece? Funding been going, trying to get that it patch business hasn't off the started yet. I'm
1: waiting back to hear when training is going to start, and then uh, apparently, I mean, it's all it's all different with all the different providers. It's it's different, but uh, for me, I believe there's going to be three weeks of training, and then there's additional kind of assessments that you do over the next uh, six months. So I'm just waiting to hear back.
0: I got told it would start sometime in November, so okay that's so so going. it would just be like in person in training stuff or a combo of that and uh, and uh, uh, solo stuff you'd be learning I believe it would be in
1: person for the first three weeks it's it's yeah it's weird it depends on the it depends on the provider because when I did it the first time it was all online and then when uh, Jacinta did it she had to go in like every day so. Right. It, for her, it was more. For her, it was longer than three weeks. I think it was like six weeks or something. But for me, it's only three weeks. So that, that seems alright to me. Yeah. Just catch the train. Catch the train to to town To town yeah. Can't wait to get back on the train.
0: Get back in the saddle. In mm. the barn that we're burning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I. I uh, ended up doing so many sort of sovereign wef- references, but, but we're going to hang our hat off that on this show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like a cowboy hat. Uh, the quick wit today. I, d- I don't know how it's happening, Kevin, because I'm, I'm actually in a, a little bit of pain. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm suffering sorry to fr- hear that. It's okay. I, I, I'm suffering from a bit of a physical ailment at the moment, so I'm off my feet for a little bit, which I'm, I'm very thankful for because I just, I just beat up a, a big, huge essay. Uh, at university, so now I can, I can, for a little bit, uh, rest and recuperate, um, and, and record a podcast with my buddy Kevin, all Did you along, do it in
1: Comic Sans?
0: I did do it in Comic Sans, <laughs> as, as I you heard, suggested. I heard
1: about this tip where if you
0: write it in Comic Sans, then you'll write it faster, was that true? Um, yeah, look, with that tweet, I kind of feel like it, it, it's almost, uh, it's almost a bit of a hoax. Like, the, the way yeah. it describes it is like, oh, you're just flying through it. It gives you a sense of, of carefree nihilism or something. And uh, it, it's so, I, I, think, I think Comic Sans might actually make it easier to parse and read, um, mm. just with the spacing of the letters, which I think is nice. And, and after looking at writing the essay and looking at Comic Sans for so long, you kind of start to not mind it again. I think I've reprogrammed my brain to be be alright with Comic Sans again after being exposed to it a bit too much, uh, in uh you know, HTML five web pages.
1: <laughs>
0: um and, and I've come full circle on the Comic Sans. So next up uh I'm actually gonna be uh doing some Skype pirate works in uh in uh, Joker Man and we're gonna see how that okay, one's good. gonna unfold. Uh next next essay is gonna be in Chiller. That should be a spooky one. <laughs> get a little bit of flavor it's gonna be a new font with every everything i do and i'm gonna pinpoint the best one uh i'm looking forward the wingdings as well font review yep font review every single font. every single font ranked officially and yes it's my new webs it's my new youtube web series where we go through uh it's a uh, one-hour expository video detailing the history of every font and then rating and <laughs> review, reviewing each one. It's, little, it's like defunct land. <laughs> but, but it's font land. So, yeah, that, that's most of what's been, been going on with me. I've been off my feet, but that's allowed for, for, for a lot of good video game play. I don't know Ooh. if you've been playing uh, many many video games this season, Kevin. Halloween was just over. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, we recorded a podcast over Halloween, but I kind of kind of bungled it up a bit. Um, but that's okay, we're back now. The worst part is that we lost the Sid Meier
1: interview. We finally did it, and now yeah, it's we just actually, been lost.
0: Yeah, we did get a chance to sit down with, with our old buddy Sid and uh, and... Uh, you know, talk to him about all his favorite games and and get him laughing and and sort of have a lot of nuggets of wisdom from from the old Meyer man. But uh, but uh, it's all lost to time now. Hopefully, one day in the future we'll be able to to unearth it. But for now, it's uh, it's lost. So we can only apologize. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna
1: he's not gonna be happy, but um. <laughs>
0: No, look. We'll, he said he'd have a word with us at the tail end of the show, so we'll see what he has to say then. But for now, we'll just have to I'm, yeah, I'm sure we can sit, down on our, sit down on our farms and just uh, wait for a bit of a tongue lashing from Sid because I'm sure he's a bit <laughs> upset. Um, but uh, so has much going been been going on with uh, Wild River Outlaws? Fuck, uh, oh, bloody hell, blazing <laughs> barrels. Yeah. I oh knew, my God. I know, right. Yeah, when you, uh... When the name has changed for the game, you, uh... You forget... It's a real...
1: It's a real... It's a, yeah, the the name change has been a bit of a mess.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I, I think sure. the name change is, is, is a good thing. It's just that we were calling it, uh... Wild River Outlaws for at least, uh... Yeah, for so long. Five or six months, yeah. If not longer. Uh,
1: it's coming along. Uh, you know, obviously it's a bit slow. Joe is in, in China... Doing his internships, so yeah, a bit, bit,
0: on the tail end of that too. He should be, he should be uh, heading closer. Yeah, towards he's
1: back uh, in about three weeks, I think. So, oh, that's to, exciting. Good to see him again, because uh, yeah. from what I have heard, he hasn't been having the best time over there. It's been a bit uh, stressful, and you know, obviously, you miss all your friends and stuff because you've been he's been away for so long. So yeah, it'll be good to have him back. Um, and then yeah, hopefully we can get on uh meeting up and with uh yeah Joey and Tyler and getting it more going I've been working on some little things uh you know working on some crow enemies and stuff I've been working on the the bulls there's a big fat a bear boss. on the twitter yeah lots of stuff
0: yeah all all sorts of wildlife flora and fauna that will, that yeah, will surround I'm, I'm you. I'm
1: excited. I'm excited about the... I don't know. I'm just in a mood for wildlife, I guess. I'm working on the bull running up at the moment because there's a matador character we want to have who can, like, wave his uh, little cape and summon bulls up to run over dudes. So I'm excited to bring that one to life.
0: Yeah, that that'll be a, that'll be a cool one to put to the page for sure. We're also working on um, figuring out methods for funding for the game, so we're, we're, I'll be chipping away at that too, now that I've got all my Silly University stuff out of the way, or at least all the big stuff, so I can kind of just... Oh man, you just... went to Silly University? Yeah, it's the sequel to Clown College.
1: Yeah, it wasn't silly enough.
0: Yeah, this is uh, way sillier. It's actually uh, uh, really awful because they just play pranks on you all the time. Endless. Endless endless banana peels and and doorknobs that electroshock you and just awful cream fun. custard cream pies. Yeah. Tell you what, there's nothing if if you really if you really boil it down to its elements, there's nothing silly about silly university. It's a it's a minefield. It's cutthroat. It's it's a cutthroat place. For, for cutthroat people only. Um uh but yes, Kevin, uh have you have you been, been trying out many video games uh while you've been waiting for this niece and while you've been been, been making some wildlife for, for blazing barrels?
1: <clears throat> no.
0: Okay, that's fine. Um I've played what have I been playing?
1: I've played one of those you know those uh those games on the phone where it's like there's all those blocks, and you shoot the balls up at them. Meteos? Oh, Puzzle Bobble. No, no, that's like... It's like... I don't know what it's called. Like Arkanoid or whatever? Like one of those block breaker games, but that you don't have a paddle. You just kind of point and shoot them, and they go bouncing
0: uh, around. Oh, so, yeah, like uh, Downwell or Piffle? Yeah, like Piffle. Piffle. It's, I've been playing Piffle. Um, well. I mean. Sorry. Uh, what what's was that game uh, hold down yes hold down, hold like, down i couldn't yeah, get it but... right
1: um yeah well, i think down, it was like thing? i think it was some i guess i don't know who made it but it's it became kind of a kind of a
0: casual a little... genre yeah yeah there's a few of them out there
1: like i'm not super enjoying it. i'm just playing it cuz i you know cuz i wanted to play something and i deleted mario kart cuz i cuz i felt like it was uh having a detrimental effect on my life but then it just got replaced by Piffle. so yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do i deleted piffle too so who knows who knows what's gonna happen next i'd you know i'd like my i'd like my uh um my reflex to be to like open up uh you know uh the the books have a have a read of a nice little some information you know that can help me in my life instead of just watching some uh Balls float around. Um, yeah, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> it's hard, you know. These these games where it's like it's it's. I understand why they do it because you make money by you know having you have your daily th- your rewards and stuff and and keep people coming back. Uh, and it kind of becomes a habit instead of an actual you know an actual
0: value benefit to someone's life. Yeah, you're not playing it for enjoyment at that point. You're playing it as an as an obligation, really. Playing
1: it to uh, yeah, and also I guess for me at the moment it's been to, uh, not think about the things in my life that I'm worried about. But uh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing Minecraft as well. Oh, well, Minecraft's uh, a good one too. Um, yeah, Minecraft to, to... is good. Um, if you're playing it with Jacinta, we played it... um, we house-sitting a while ago, so we were playing with uh, Jacinta's brother and stuff as well. I tried to build a pirate ship, I got about halfway, I did the butt-end of the
0: pirate ship. Are you both um, uh, playing on the same same console or, or something?
1: Yeah, split-screen. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we were doing it on PS4 before, and then we bought... Uh, it was ari's copy of that so we got it on switch nice that's it's okay i mean part of it like prior to like a while ago i've started having like my hand gets hurt if i'm doing too much video games or computer and minecraft is a is a bad one for that because they uh you have to hold down that trigger to for a long time to break the block open mm-hmm would be very useful it would be very handy like I changed like the button mapping and it's a little bit easier on my hands but it would be nice if I could just have it be a toggle so I can just press the button if I want to start mining and then I can turn it when I want to turn it off because otherwise you're just holding down that button for such a long time
0: yeah they they should bring back the mad cats turbo button for you You just keep that you pull that in, and the red light goes on, and then the the button is just triggered forever.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Minecraft is such a it's such a weird game. It's like uh, it reminds me of like European board games, like Agricola and stuff. Like in just in a lot of cases, it doesn't it doesn't have like a history of video games behind it. It's its own weird thing. How do you mean? Just in the way that it's just not like it's not like other games. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it, but the thing that it <laughs> reminds me of is like versus like it's not like Mario or something. It's like Yeah. A, like a German board game about farming. That is what it is more like to me.
0: Yeah, I, I can I can kind of I can kind of see that. I think the uh, the Minecraft I always associate is the uh, the one I remember when it was when around like 2012 when it was just sort of a server before it was a survival game and there were there were all these nice little pixel sprites sort of all over the place. Mm. So I guess I think more of that kind of stuff when I think about Minecraft. But the 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 survival aspect and building and and, and doing all sorts, all that stuff is definitely definitely seems more more board gamey. At least in yeah. terms of aesthetic uh, qualities, I think, maybe. I'm also trying to look for, like, interesting
1: things to do. Because, like, it's always... I Starting a new world, there's always stuff to do. You go, you gotta find your coal so you can make torches, and you, you start your mine, you start mining stuff. But, I don't know. I'm, I want to kind of find out, you know, there's that underwater update and stuff that they did, there's, like, shipwrecks and stuff. I want to get into you some find of those, the like, fun. alternate paths and stuff, I guess. Yeah. It's like I could... Like, you can obviously... I feel like the normal... What you're supposed to do is, like, build a portal and go to the nether, but I don't want to go there because it's not pleasant. <laughs> no, it seems like it'd be scary. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of a nasty place to be, so I don't want to be there. I've I, In the map that we are on at the moment, I went... Uh, I built a big map, and I went all around, and I found like basically nothing <laughs> uh. all the stuff is so far apart like I'd like to we had one world where we were like next to a mansion so I got to kind of experience that but I don't think i like ever ever come across a village I'd like to mess around with some village stuff I ex- I walked around this whole area and I found like the... it was mostly like a giant glacier which just had nothing there except for like one polar bear which is interesting that there was a polar bear in the game now uh and then walking around the desert for a long time and i found like a well kind of thing and a pyramid with nothing in it so
0: what's a pyramid with nothing in it i know i know it's yeah yeah minecraft's a weird game yeah minecraft it's an interesting one for sure I like it though. I haven't I haven't played it in ages and ages. But uh I had a I had an experience in a mansion, Kevin, if you if you oh, want yeah. to hear about my one. I I bet I can guess what it is. Alright, go ahead. Uh
1: Maniac Mansion.
0: No, <laughs> right, but it's actually Maniac Mansion two. Uh oh, so close. the ten, the one uh, with the Luigi's
1: mansion. mansion yeah that's, that's it what Luigi's Mansion it
0: free I got the third one I tried it out so that was um, that was uh. this is Next Level Games again which did the, the second one I believe and yeah. they also did uh, they did Punch Out yeah they did Punch Out and uh, Metroid uh, Party Time what's that game called um, Fusion Frenzy mm, uh, that's the Federation Force part.
1: Federation Force yeah that yes. is... Man... You got that. I did. And I just wish I could play it on, a, like, a TV split screen with my
0: friends. Oh, sure. Yeah, it would be a really it doesn't,
1: good uh, Switch game. Yeah, like, it, and also it's a kind of, uh, you know, it by branding it Metroid, it made people hate it. But... yeah. All of the... Like, it has a bunch of really fun... I Like, I didn't play that much of it, but from what I did, you know, there there's involved and exciting and interesting objectives for you to do. Get these guys in the cage, survive on this, like, platform as the pirates come and stuff. They had all kinds of... A very fun variety of things. And you also had, like, little... You could, like, a, choose your loadout of equipment and stuff, so it was i enjoyed it a lot but i couldn't really play it with my friends which is where it would shine the most i think
0: do other people need to have a a, a cartridge of the game to play with you i don't know uh, there is like you you are
1: going to like huge maps so i wouldn't be surprised if they maybe make you have um, Have the data. An entire, an entire thing. But yeah. yeah. I mean, also just kind of the, the kind of controls and like the screen and stuff, I don't think suits it as well as it being a split screen game would be. I think that would be better. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> the kind of the reception that it got, I think, means that we're just, we're not ever going to see it. We're not going to see it ported. We're not
0: going to see anything like it, probably, for a long time. So. No more Federation Force uh, from, from Nintendo, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, so in, a, in Luigi's Mansion uh, 3, uh, the, they, they, they've returned the form. Uh, multiplayer thing didn't work in Federation Force, I guess, which was really, it doesn't seem like it was any, any part of that was, was their fault, more, more the marketing of that sort of thing. And uh, the associations people had with Metroid, but uh, but Luigi's Mansion is, is pretty great uh, the animation, uh, as a lot of people have pointed out online, all looks uh, really nice, it's very super detailed, Luigi has always got a lot of expressions uh, going on as you're walking around and a lot of ways to react to, to certain enemies and the environment around him, there's just a lot of uh, care and attention put into uh, a lot of different parts of it but I think that's but uh, Next level games have always been really, really solid with, uh, with effective uh, for, uh, like animation. I especially yeah. think of stuff like Punch-Out on the, on the Wii, with how good they were yeah. about, uh, about doing the tells there and stuff like that. Making them really uh, simple and, and, and work well. Yeah, um, having characters react to
1: stuff that's around them is something I'm really interested in too. Yeah. I think you can like. There's ways you can do this stuff to where it'll it makes the world kind of uh, come alive and and feel more real. I guess like there's parts I remember parts in uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 where he'll just like trip over and stuff, and that was always pretty funny.
0: Yeah, there's a my favorite uh, so far in, in Luigi's Mansion 3 is that uh, sometimes like a you know like a night in armour kind of dude will slam down his axe or surprise Luigi and some something will surprise Luigi and uh, he'll get a big shiver down him and then he'll stand straight up like a stick and then he'll like walk like he's marching while he's chittering his teeth because he's still really scared <laughs> of the jump scare that just happened a few seconds ago. It's, uh, it's very, very cute, uh, almost Wallace and Gromit uh, kind of sweet, uh, cool animation. Yeah, um, there's a recent. I think the. I think it might be the cover, or it's some other piece
1: of key art where, where Luigi's kind of, he's nervous and he's showing his teeth, and it looks very. It looks very Wallace and Gromit. Just kind of the way the. I don't know. Just the way it looks. I saw uh, there was a tweet as well where, they're doing some. He's just Luigi's just happy about something, uh, but he's got like. There's like a subtle movement in his cheeks that you don't see in like other Mario games. So there's I don't know they've gone really deep uh, into animating Luigi and that's good.
0: Holy moly! I, I, I didn't know about any of this. I'm glad I'm glad we're gonna get we're gonna get to see every possible expression Luigi can make as we continue yeah. in the future. Oh, Yeah,
1: this is like the with the with the way that like in nearly any game you do so much like walking and jumping around and having something like you just described where like just a different walking animation where that is a reaction to something that can add so much to the game and it's also because it's something that's happening all the time you're moving and walking around then you know that's where you'd want to focus your the the kind of game feel and the effects and stuff because you get your most most bang for your
0: buck back yeah um sort of the way the game is segmented is uh, is on hotel floors so Peach and, and Mario and and the Toads all get uh all get kidnapped by a uh, by a big looming force in this hotel they were all uh, they were all brought to. And uh, Luigi has to go to all the different floors of the hotel um, and get the uh, elevator buttons to stick back into the elevator so he can access the <laughs> different floors. Um, and all the floors are, are distinct and wild and, and basically like worlds in Mario or something. And, and kind of like the way the uh, discrete mansions were uh, handled in Luigi's Mansion too, but they're, they're sort of hotel floors and, and, and maybe yeah. a bit more... Um, um, well, not quite linear, but but I'll just overlay what they are. Like they will be like a desert world, or like a castle, medieval uh, uh, ho- floor. Like it, it's 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 all situated on this hotel floor, so uh, it it almost uh, sort of warps the space because uh, you're meant to just be in this hotel. Um, but but okay. all the floors are fairly large. Um, usually about a you know forty five minutes to maybe an hour of, of play time before you beat it. Uh, with some mm-hmm. optional stuff to do later if you if you want to. Um and so far there's a lot of variety in all of them. What I really wanted to talk about though is uh is uh, this Guiji character that everyone seems to mm. to have some sort of affectation for. I believe um, that it's
1: been confirmed that he
0: is edible. You can eat him. That's what I've heard. Like a kind of like a kind of jelly. Yeah. So here's my first question, Dan. If he's like jelly, does that mean does he, does he have like bones in there? Because that's Wait, what, so. That, that, so
1: where does he, where does he come from? I imagine he's a creation of, uh,
0: Doctor e. Gadd. Yes, Doctor Elvin Gadd, I believe, uh, uh has it makes his return in Luigi's Mansion Free. But I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, everyone has new like uh, voice clips and stuff, except uh. for Egad, who's got the old ones. Um, they couldn't get the, uh, the voice actor for Yoshi back in to do that guy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he, he's back and he, he gave you a power up, uh, like a few levels into the game uh, that gives you, gives you goo in your backpack. And uh, essentially there's not really much context for it. He just That's said like he invented something, too. but can you imagine how you would feel if a scientist came to you and said, I invented something. And then uh, a goo version of you sort of. <laughs> Appeared in the room and looked at you. It's pretty wild, even for the even for
1: the kind of inventions that EGAD is given Luigi normally.
0: Yes, in the past he's given him some wild inventions, but this one is, is existential and frightening in a way. This takes the cake. Yeah, definitely definitely takes the cake out of all of them. Uh, so the way it works is you you click in your right analog stick and Luigi comes out. Essentially, uh. If you had another player in, like a co-op partner, he could play. Mm-hmm. He, he plays around, too. He moves around, and he can do stuff Luigi can't. He can go through iron bars. Oh. Uh, he can go through spike flooring and, and other physical objects you otherwise wouldn't be able to go to through. He can go through pipes and drainage uh, pipes and stuff like that, all, all f- uh, entering sewer systems and, and things. Wow. Um, and you can catch ghosts with them too. Uh, by uh, some ghosts, uh, certain ghosts have uh, two little wispy tails at the end, so you can grab one with Luigi. Um he'll keep sucking as you change to Gooigi, and and you can grab uh, grab the other tail by vacuuming with Gooigi, too, who has his own discreet goo backpack and a vacuum cleaner. Um, so That's it's a little weird. Fun. Yeah, it's interesting because um it seems like it's sort of built for a little bit more of co-op play. It's a little weird having to, to keep switching between them in single player, uh, which is sort of what I wanted to bring up. Here's my here's my biggest issue with Guiji. He's very helpful mm. for puzzle solving in the game. It's great, he's a lot of fun. My problem with Guiji is in the in the single player, sort of the way he's negotiated is you have to you click in the stick and then you're, as the player... Your consciousness is changed to Gooigi... And... As soon as you change to Gooigi... Luigi falls asleep... And I don't know what happens in the co-op game... Uh, like if, if Luigi stays active... But to me... This suggests that uh, Luigi's consciousness... Is being brought into the consciousness of Gooigi... As, as yeah. Luigi falls asleep immediately... And even in discrete cutscenes... If you're playing as Guiji um, and then, and you, you know, you get, like, a key or a, something you needed, a treasure, uh, you'll dance around, and, and there's, there was a moment where Luigi, still, like, half asleep or in, in some sort of induced coma, gives a, a small sleepy thumbs up and then falls back asleep. So maybe he's just <laughs> bored, but I can't quite pass what's going on. He's probably
1: dreaming. One thing, we, one thing we've this previously oh. being uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's the dream team stuff. Yeah. So I imagine that it's, I think he's fallen asleep and he, and the Gooigi is like, uh, Luigi
0: sleepwalking. Oh my God. So it's that makes of, sense to me. Th- okay. So it's sort of like in, yeah, like being John Malkovich, he's just sort of seeing, seeing the dream world through the, through the lens of this goo man and, and able to walk. Also, another thing about Gooigi is that he isn't scared like Luigi is. <laughs> he, he is always just standing and and uh, and, and static and, and wiggly and uh, doesn't seem to show much emotion in comparison to Luigi. So it is very possible that he's some sort of dream avatar for Luigi to, to use... Um, Upon which he won't be scared but, That would uh,
1: make sense in, in Dream Team, Luigi Typically was able to be braver In his dreams than he was in real life
0: Is that right?
1: That is true And he also We also got to see In uh, his kind of subconscious his, his deep, deep feelings Of inadequacy uh, Compared to Mario <laughs> There's
0: a lot going on in Dream Team yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty deep it was pretty wild a lot to explore there i guess with their relationship um i was gonna mention one other thing with gruigi i think i i get that everyone loves Luigi i think it i think luigi was done a bit dirty in that uh in 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 mario's newest game his thing was that he could sort of you know turn become anyone and everyone or anything any object mm-hmm. And and sort of Luigi's thing here is that he gets to meet Flubber. Like I think that might be a little bit less good, <laughs> in the long run, is that there's a Flubber version of him that's there. I mean, it depends on how much you're into Flubber, right? I love Flubber. You know what? Forget what I said. I think it's a great film. I've always wanted to play as Flubber, so I finally get to do it here. The game is great. Everybody, check it out. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Free, um, in stores. There must be. There must be some sort of. There must be
1: some <laughs> deviant art pervert
0: no, no. who's into flubber, don't you reckon? Well, like, look, okay. Here's what I here's here's my defence for that person that hypothetically exists. They do make flubber like weirdly curvy in the movie. <laughs> they make flubber. They kind of make flubber a little bit thick. Do you think that the movie
1: flubber? Uh triggered someone's sexual awakening
0: yes absolutely <laughs> yes, there's so every not. every i feel like any of the movies from that sweet spot of the 90s like include up and including flubber and and space jam and and uh, wild wild west there, there was some small aspect especially animated features i feel like that that made made children uh into t- t- twisted perverts.
1: There's definitely people who are into those lady goofies.
0: Yeah, d- definitely some some people out there. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's pulling my collar. <laughs> anyway, that's the, that's the game part of the show. That's all I really wanted to talk about. Is there's not mentioned.
1: um at, at a cursory glance, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of flubber fan art going on.
0: Really? Yeah. Do you know what what something that really freaked me out about flubber when I watched when I was a kid do you remember the scene where flubber sort of enters a man's mouth he's sort of sort of sort of flubber vores gets vored by a man but then oh,
1: no I don't recall that part. okay
0: so what happens is that Flubber flubber goes into a man's mouth and and then starts controlling the man mm-hmm. And and I got really scared of it as a little kid because I didn't want, I didn't ever want anything to crawl inside my mouth and start controlling me. Um, sort of, sort of a, a wrong trousers, uh, Wallace and Gromit situation if we want to call back to that.
1: Okay, no, I found it. I found it. I found it. Right. And it's wilder than you could ever imagine. <laughs> All right, send it to me. So it's a giant. <laughs> what we've got here. <laughs> oh man. I really struck gold at this one. What we've got here is uh so Ultraman has been fighting a giant flubber. Okay. Um so Good flubber's start. kind of <laughs> flubber's, a giant flubber's in the city. Uh there's also kind of a screen on one of the buildings that shows Flubber on it. So we know kind of the city is aware there's a, there's a battle that's been happening that's between right. this giant flubber uh, who's been dubbed Flubborga and Ultraman, uh, but f- giant? But Fluborga has absorbed Ultraman, uh, and also we can see uh, uh, we can see Ultraman's grey realistic feet sticking out, and they're covered in uh, you know, they got some they got some flubber goop on them, <laughs> and that is that's clearly a uh, huh. this this. Ultra, this is Ultraman Tickler. So they're very... It appears they're very into Ultraman getting his feet tickled.
0: Why is Ultraman... Why does Why does Ultraman not have his shoes on? <laughs> well, I
1: I, guess, I... I
0: assume Flubber must have taken them off. Either Flubber... Um, t- or, or he acided them off. Like he melted I them away. I imagine
1: that in this... In this kind of... W- of world... The, the tickle... <laughs> ha- the Ultraman has extremely ticklish feet, and that's a huge—that's uh, a—that's a huge weakness for him. Uh, yeah, and then, um... yeah, just the rest of this guy's gallery is just basically just like just like normal drawings of Ultraman, but then but then they've just left on a pair of realistic feet, not where the feet should go, just like the soles of the feet. Just, just in front of a picture of Ultraman, and those are his
0: feet, I guess. Oh, like his feet are always outwards at the looking at at the viewer. Like yeah, the there are his, they're always directly <laughs> the souls facing us. He's always showing and, them off for us. Yeah,
1: the uh, the this uh, this person's an avatar. Uh, as, as Ultraman and then kind of the bottom half of the frame is filled up by the uh, the you know the feet and the toes and they uh, they're animated and just kind of wiggling about alright so that's that's that segment done I had an intuition Jace and I followed it and it it took us to the pot
0: of gold at the end of the rainbow thank you that's all I want to say thank you for uh, this oh dear that's gonna be the it's gonna have to go on the cover art yeah yeah, that's what we needed. I I am I am glad that uh, sort of in the digesis of the picture, uh, he has shown on the building that uh, or sh- or she or or they uh, have shown on the building that that Flubber is is on the projector and and therefore the people do know that he is at that large. That's that is yeah. He's a he's a known and present threat. I think part of it is that if that if
1: that if if Flubber wasn't also on the billboard uh it it might it might be just a regular sized flubber but very close up but i think that lends it some credence that uh
0: this is a giant flubber we're not dealing (laughs) with a regular sized flubber no this isn't this isn't any sort of regular flubber we're negotiating with here this is one that's eaten ultraman's feet (laughs) I guess. Well, it's it's kind of eaten at all of Ultraman except his feet, which are sticking out directly at us. Oh, I see what's happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just like a like just in the center. Okay, I can even. I didn't see Ultraman there. Now there he is. Yeah, he's he's quite. A, he, I, you don't see him at first. Okay. Yeah, I need a. I need a, We need to stop talking about this. This is a lot <laughs> to take in. <laughs> His feet protruding from the its jelly yes it That's is so gross. <laughs> uh,
1: have you been watching the new uh, Watchmen TV show? <laughs> what
0: what kind of interjection is that? Is it like this?
1: No, it's nothing like that. Oh, I just man. wanted to. I just we have to kind of leave behind describing yeah. a picture. <laughs> okay, yeah, let, let's let's for see the... the
0: picture. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good. It's kind of like it's like Watchmen. Is uh in the that blue
1: man? Has, blue man is Isn't on it? Mars, so it's been it's been the kind of idea of the story is that it's it's now, but in Watchman land, so the he teleported the giant squid in, and that was there like 9/11, and everyone is kind of scared of technology because of I guess Doctor Manhattan made some circuit boards that gave people cancer or something. And so there's, like, no internet, people are still, like, newspapers are still going strong, uh, the police are wearing masks for some reason. Well, it's because, it's because there's, like, Rorschach's journal has, has, like, become a, like, a white supremacist Bible, somehow. Oh, man. Uh, and they're targeting, like, policemen's families, so they had to wear masks to, uh, to, like, keep them hidden.
0: Hmm.
1: For the yeah, first few episodes, the the kind of references to the kind of connection to Watchmen is pretty, uh, pretty not there. <laughs> but yeah. then in episode three, we're kind of reintroduced to Silk Spectre comes back and she's she's gonna be a big part of it now. So it's just it's kind of good. It's good. It's like it's I don't know what I was expecting, but it is. It's like Watchmen in that, like, one of the things that the comic did a lot was it would just like, it would just start showing you just like a random thing from the past. It would just it's just like an unrelated scene of something that happened, like fifty years ago, and they would use a lot of. They put like lots of lyrics from music and stuff in, and then they'd have lots of like nice, they'd do like, I don't know what you call it, like cinema. No, what is it? Just they just do like nice framing and stuff, like artsy. You'd see someone through like someone's glasses or something. Uh, mm, and nice this, cinematography. This show, yeah, I think yeah, uh, cinematography is what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does a lot of that, and it's pretty good. It's also, it's, it's pretty confusing. <laughs> like they, they, but I think Watchmen was kind of like that too. Like they're, it's they're ready to just kind of introduce you to a lot of stuff. And you don't really know what it is. And then kind of over time, they kind of reveal and you kind of understand what these things are. Mm. Um, I, I kind of... At the start, I thought that it was going to be basically completely removed from, from Watchmen. And that we weren't going to see any of those characters come back. But with the third episode that I just watched, it's become clear that uh, a couple of them... Like we didn't know who these people were b- before, but it's been kind of revealed that these are these are some of the original Watchmen, and they're in some crazy situations. Hmm.
0: Do you think? Uh, I do you think enjoyed, any I of like this uh, will tie sort of the, the alt right stuff going on in this show will tie into um, maybe some sort of uh, war with Archie's uh, uh, sort of <laughs> terrorist organization from his show? Well, I, you Archie's... told me about that. They all have the pink, uh, the pink hats. Yeah, that was a while yeah. ago. Since then, Archie
1: went to jail. Oh, he's uh, done his time. Yeah, well, he he. I don't I don't remember <laughs> exactly why he went to jail, but he went to jail, tried to start a football game, was kind of put into an underground prisoner like fight club. <laughs> That the Warden of the Jail run ran, uh, and then he kind of escaped, and then (laughs) recently, (laughs) so in Riverdale, there's Griffins and Gargoyles, which is their stupid Dungeons and Dragons thing, but it's also kind of a cult. Uh, And anyway, they were kind of given out mission cards to kill the Red Paladin, who is Archie. Um, Oh my god. And then, so, recently, that all kind of got resolved by Archie basically sending out uh, a quest of his own to amend the original uh, quest of Kill the Red Paladin, which is, you all have to come to this boxing ring at this certain time. Anyone who wants to try and do it, come here, and you can fight me one-on-one in a boxing ring. So, Archie recently had to fight off about 20 guys, one after the other, um, who were all like Dungeons & Dragons nerds
0: <laughs> who wanted to kill him.
1: So, this, that that stuff just keeps getting wilder
0: and wilder, and I This sounds love it. great. I think that sounds fantastic. It, it's, a, it's very good. It's, a, it's an and odyssey watching, of events. I've been
1: watching Sabrina 2. Sabrina's gotten... Sabrina 2? I don't think... Sub- <laughs> Sabrina is, was kind of like a... It's not... I guess it's not a spin-off cuz no one from I don't think anyone from Archie's in it but they I guess the idea is that they're kind of happening in the same world or or something but Sabrina in its second series got a, got pretty weird cuz it stopped trying to be about um like the tension between her witch life and her normal life and it just went all in on witch life basically and it got very it got very weird and they kept introducing like big bad guys who just instantly got killed oh. like the setup the kind of the pacing of all like the setups and payoffs are just really off and weird but it's okay <laughs> jace because we're going to get another riverdale spinoff okay which is about uh josie uh josie is going to be in it it's going to be in new york and it's about a girl who's a fashion designer and then Josie comes, and they live in New York, I guess, and they do, they do that kind of teen drama stuff, but in New York. So I can't wait for that one as well.
0: So that's our that's our <laughs> Kevin's TV show hour.
1: I love those TV. I've been watching. That's that's. I guess that's what
0: I've been doing. No, mostly. that's that's fine. If you, if you if you felt passionate about TVs, I, I love it. I love hearing hearing about the I Odyssey love River of, of Archie. The most. Yeah, Riverdale... I, I need to get back to that. That sounds like Archie's
1: it, it, really been put through the ring.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's been through it. I didn't even know about any of this stuff. I just heard about his weird little organisation and I, I thought that was a head-scratcher, but... <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's
1: so... At this point, it's just so separated from what I imagine that Archie comics are like. Yeah. Like, Archie... I, I've got no idea how Archie's supposed to get back on the kind of straight and narrow because he he's definitely a fugitive (laughs) (laughs) but I wouldn't be surprised if he's just about to cut a deal that that just means he's just allowed to come back and live in Riverdale Mm. also like the head of the the guy Jughead's dad who was the head of the Southside Surfants the gang in Riverdale he was their like leader for I don't know like 20 years or something and then in, like, the series of a pretty short amount of time, he's just become the sheriff. <laughs> wow. So everyone's just, like, everyone's always, like,
0: swapping around jobs, everyone's swapping around physicians and stuff. It's a real wild time. Well, yeah, I guess the show just has to keep existing, right? So they just have to keep building on top of... Previously yeah just crazy stuff idea. has the keep like home and away or something like if you look at the the actual like chronicle of events in neighbors or something it's it's ridiculous it makes yeah the the amount of it things is, that yeah. are happening in that is given. the kind that is the kind of stuff
1: that it's like it's good but, like every but, uh, all, like crazy stuff is happening all the time but everyone <laughs> always
0: ends up totally okay well you gotta that's the story cycle man Speaking of story cycles, I think, I think we, we, we should get to the, a story cycle of our own and, and, and uh, s- sunset this baby by talking a little bit about our game of the week. Game Club Club of the Week
1: <laughs> Paratopic was the game. I wanted to play it because I'd heard about that, you know, there were, like, cuts and stuff, and it was a moody experimental video
0: game, and it sure was. It was, Um, but I believe you had a few missteps through that experience, Kevin, didn't you? Yeah, I just, I think,
1: I think the issue for me is that I'd heard it, it's not a very long game, and I'd heard it described on uh, Video Games Hot Dog before, so I kind of already knew about half of it, I like. I didn't know. Like, there's kind of one scene at the end which is has kind of some surprise and some weird stuff in it. But uh, all the rest of it, I'd kind of seen, so it wasn't t- too many surprises for me.
0: Yeah, it, it, it might have been better if you'd uh, if you'd gone in in blind and just uh, yeah, and, and anticipated what. So happened. that's a warning to you, listener.
1: If you if you are interested in Paratopic, a game that's uh, a moody and weird. Dream nightmare, uh, low poly time. That yeah, you scared of PS once? Check it out. Maybe don't listen to uh, us talk about it, so you can
0: see it all for yourself. Yeah, see it all for yourself, and then come back to the show, and then you can listen, listen to us. Um, yeah, about all of it. Yeah, it's it's cool. I think the way it handles uh, cutting. In, in a way, that's a bit distinct from the other games that, that use editing techniques um, in, in its narrative, um, like 30 Flights of Loving or um, Gravity Bone, I guess. Uh, uh, the, the cuts are, are less frequent and happen more jarringly. It's a lot more about long takes. Mm, uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, that that lasts a little bit, and then uh, get kind of get can get under your skin as the, the as it continues, as you get that feeling of something bad happening. But um, uh, a little bit of a spoiler. A lot of the time, it, not much happens, just because it's it's yeah. very much built on that tension, uh, which can mm-hmm. either be very scary for someone, or if you know what's going to happen, pretty boring. Especially because <laughs> I've I've played it before. I played it when it came out. So so playing it again. Uh, is 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 uh for sure so you're just kind of going through the motions when when you know what's happening a little bit um but yeah the the, the sequences are cool i think my favorite sequence is is the driving one which seems like it go it might go a bit different depending on 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 everyone's experience with it you're sort of driving down this long road for a long time with your your briefcase of uh, uh stuff what is it like vhs tapes or whatever to yeah um and uh you can sort of it keeps going you can for a long t- i drove for a while like maybe about uh three or four minutes before yeah, i realized they, those I,
1: segments seem to go on for a, for a long time
0: yeah maybe i, I don't know if it would have just kept going on or what but um I, I i looked back to my right seat a couple times making sure the briefcase was still there and then uh, a certain time i looked back there and it was gone and then I looked forward, and I was too scared to do anything, <laughs> so the seat <scene laughs> changed. So I guess that it must, at a certain point, uh, stop looping and just cut you to the to the next shot, uh, if you've been doing something for long enough.
1: Yeah, I think it probably... I think the driving sequences, uh, it's probably just once you get to a certain place, it, it skips it, but who knows. But yeah, if you keep looking back to the seat, sometimes, yeah, it'll... If you keep looking back to the seat, it... the briefcase can disappear, like, a gun can appear in its place, they can do a... they can swap it out for a couple of different things when you look away, which is, like, a, a, a neat trick, but it's also, like, how do you... it's a tricky thing, I think it... I think it would be a tricky thing to design for, because, you know, how do you... how do you make sure that someone's looking back at it, um... Some people, yeah. Some people just, some people just wouldn't, wouldn't see it. I guess they do it in. I think they do some stuff in like. In, <laughs> it's such a weird game to bring up for it, but I think at the end of like, Arkham Knight or something, but because you're in like a first they put you in, like, a first-person thing and you, like, you'll go indoors and then you'll, you'll like, go in a door somewhere, you'll see there's nowhere to go and then you'll turn around to go out the door and it's, like, not there and stuff. So, like, if you can do... I feel like if you had a bit more freedom then you can... with what you can do with the player, then you can do more deliberate stuff with changing things when the player's not looking at them. But I guess for for this game, it's just a, a bit of kind of extra flavour and weird stuff. I mean, like, the, the it's supposed to be... I don't know if it's supposed to be, but it's a very, it's very dream-like. In that you're not ever really sure exactly what's going on. Uh, it's like a weird paranoia dream. Everyone, everyone has like, it feels like all the people you talk to, like know something. Like it's just like general paranoia.
0: Like they know, you know that they know something about you, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. I didn't even realize. I think the first time I played it, that I was meant to be uh, like uh, different, discrete characters throughout the narrative, because it's sort. Of, I guess at the time I found it hard to identify because you're never changing that perspective. Yeah,
1: I didn't. What what parts of it? I I think that is true of it as well, but I didn't understand how it worked either.
0: So I I, on the description page it just says that you're like, Oh, your players three different people. So I was assuming, you know, like the one at the the one in the car is different from the one who's going out to the wildlife maybe. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't I don't Yeah, it's not it's not clear. If I didn't read
1: that I would have had no idea that I'm a different person. Yeah. But if you like if you actually were that person then you would you would know you were a different person, right? So I don't know, maybe you should have a I guess they don't care, right? It's not about it's not important to them for you to know that you're different characters. It's important for it to all be weird and it all wobbles together and you don't know what is real and what is not. Yeah. It, yeah, it all seemed it all seemed like it could just be a just one person to me. Is do they just keep jumping around? Yeah, uh, that, that that that's that's what actually stuff. There was a part, uh, yeah. The uh, another reason why I kind of didn't end up liking it so much is I got stuck, um, close to the end. There's a part where you like walk up across, uh, alongside a river, and there's all these shipping containers and stuff, and I just didn't find the path that I needed to continue on to, like, go where I was supposed to be going. So I just kind of was walking back and forth next to the river yeah, for a while, trying to trying figure to out. Find- where... Trying Supposed to find to that go. one
0: way up that they've they've built there. Yeah, that's frustrating for sure. I hate it whenever that happens, and it's it's always a bummer, especially when it's a game where you're like, oh, I just kind of have to walk now. If it's an, yeah, if I'm it's sure it... they didn't. I'm sure they didn't intend. No, of course not.
1: Uh, if you get lost there, because they kind of they have the lab up at the hill, and it's clear that it's kind of clear that you. I, I I was like, okay, well, there's. I imagine I'm supposed to get to this lab, I just couldn't find the way to get up there. Hmm. And then later on you come yeah, back we'll and... Um, yeah, the, the one the one thing that I did like about it was the kind of mood shift where... I guess, yeah, spoilers for the end of it. You, you go up to that lab and there's some sort of, I don't know, VHS tape monster dude. <laughs> and it gets up. TV you. man. And then you come back later and the music is like... You just... it. That happens to you, and then a few scenes later, you come back, and the music's all pumped up, and you've got a gun, and it's clear that this character is now gonna go kill TV
0: man. You're gonna fuck him up. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good uh, little stinger to end on for uh, Paratopic you, Two. <laughs> did you try looking
1: at the monster through the camera? No. What happened? Are you asking what happened when I look at it through the camera? Yeah. You can't see. What, it what do you
0: the mean? Camera. Are you talking about like a camera item or something you found? I don't, I don't. know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: You don't. You don't know the camera. You can like take. You take photos of the crows and stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I did yeah, that. So I, didn't, you... I didn't take any
1: photos of the man. No. Yeah. Oh. There's a, There's that button that you can. I think. I don't know, but you have the. You have this camera and you can bring it up. And I was. Yeah. When I saw the guy, I started bringing the camera up to try and see if I could do something with it. But it's he just doesn't turn up on the camera, which is you know it's um, interesting because it makes yeah that, it that's that's very kind of cool. creepy,
0: I guess. No, I, I didn't I didn't really use the the camera out of pulling it out and fucking with it when I needed to. So
1: yeah, maybe well, I'll I guess try things
0: out. I think you, I think maybe you don't have to ever use it
1: they just give it to you and you can use it if you want like you get you get an achievement I think if you if you photograph you know a number of birds Mm
0: mhm um but I don't think you have to use it for anything whoa well I just figured uh in in the life of the character they would photo some of the stuff on their VHS tape uh, smuggler travel road trip yeah yeah This is where I got eaten by the TV man. Um, (laughs) But that's Paratopic. One of the scariest games you're going to play, buddy. I wasn't talking to you, Kevin. I was talking to the the listeners. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe play a lot of scary stuff. If you have, let us
1: know. If you want to send us a question, you can send us a question at... Questions at skypiratestudios.com or you can uh, send us a tweet on at Sky Pirate radio on Twitter. Those are two great ways to talk to us about the podcast and if you have any questions.
0: Hi everyone. Uh, Jace here. Sorry if I sound more sick than I, than I did even when we recorded. Uh, this is a couple days after that um, editing. I realised we didn't say the name of the game of the week for next time. So here it is, it's Monolith by Team D13, it's a uh, sort of action, shooter, roguelike um, sort of deal. If you like Binding of Isaac, but hate babies, and love spaceships, and playing as a spaceship, then you'll love Monolith. Uh, You can buy it on itch.io, on Steam, on any old old service on your computer, and and I I think it's just computer-based. So check it out! And, um, listen to the podcast and uh, talk about games with us. I love ya. Mwah. Back to the show. If you if you have any questions, just shoot them that way. Or if you have anything to say, any comments, we're always really happy to get, uh, messages from you. We love you. Okay? We do. We do this for you. That's right. I do this for, want... the, for the listeners. I do it for the big cash. But you yeah.
1: Know. That big that big cash payout,
0: baby. Yeah. Every podcast we make, we get upwards of four hundred thousand pounds. And God it is good. Is what is all I've gotta say. <laughs> Gosh, does it feel nice? Gosh, does it feel good? No, we don't. Um, we we we're, we're but a humble two people in recording from our our separate sides of Australia. We're just we're just doing our best out here, Kevin, and, and I'm sure the people know that. Um, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it for you. So one day, one day, I can
1: inspire a new generation of of uh, video game makers, just like I was inspired by the podcasts of our forefathers. This might be a new
0: genre. Yeah, people love it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, uh, Keep your ears to the train tracks. More from Sky Pirate Studios soon. Bye! Bye
1: Bye-bye. Have a great week, everybody.
0: Have the sickest week you can.